Good morning, and if you have your Bibles, please turn with me to Psalm 125. And again, this is one of the Psalms of Ascents. Those who trust in the Lord are like Mount Zion, which cannot be shaken but endures forever. As the mountains surrounded Jerusalem, so the Lord surrounds his people, both now and forevermore. The scepter of the wicked will not remain over the land allotted to the righteous, for then the righteous might use their hands to do evil. Lord, do good to those who are good, to those who are upright in heart. But those who turn to crooked ways, the Lord will banish with the evildoers. Peace in Israel. Shall we pray? Father, as we approach this psalm, we just pray again that you will open it up to us, that we might understand what is being said, and that we might apply it to our lives today. Father, we ask these things in the name of Jesus. Amen. Well, as I said, another one of the Psalms of Ascent, which is Psalm 125, and I've titled this Surrounded and Protected. In this psalm, we meet three types of people. Those who trust in the Lord, those who should have been trusting in the Lord, and those who do not want to trust in the Lord. The truth is that this has been the same for every generation as it is in our day to day. And I want us to start this morning with these questions that will help us understand this psalm. What led the psalmist to write this song? And why do we find it among the Psalms of Ascents that would have been sung by the Israelites as they travelled to Jerusalem to worship God? It's thought that this song was written during the post-exile period, the time of Ezra and Nehemiah, the time when those faithful Israelites were allowed to return from captivity, to return back to their land and to start to rebuild the temple and the walls of Jerusalem. The Jews who returned faced great opposition, opposition from the people who now occupied the land that was once theirs. You see, when the people were taken into captivity, the land was given over to the to be governed by Persian officials. And people from surrounding Gentile nations, were moved in to occupy the land. And some of the remaining Jews who had not been taken into captivity, who were still there, they intermarried and integrated with their lifestyle. The captivity, we understand, lasted for around about 70 years, so it was quite a time span. And there was plenty of time for that land to be reoccupied by the surrounding nations. And the returning Jews who had remained faithful were now joined by some of the Jews who had remained in the land, and this is as the work of rebuilding started and commenced. The opposition to that came from the Gentiles and the Jews who had adopted the Gentiles' lifestyle. So, at the time of Ezra and Nehemiah, we have those who remained faithful and trusted in the Lord, those who should have been trusting in the Lord, but who had compromised their trust, and those who had intentionally 
not trusted in the Lord. And these are three types of people that will interact with each other during this period. And this psalm presents us with an opportunity to ask the question, which of these three groups do I fit into this morning? Those who are trusting in the Lord, those who are turning from trusting in the Lord, and those who never intended to trust in the Lord. So with these things in mind, let's take a look at this psalm, Psalm 125. Verse 1 tells us, Those who trust in the Lord are like Mount Zion, which cannot be shaken, but endures forever. So let's consider that, those who trust in the Lord. The psalmist here uses Mount Zion as an illustration of the trust that those who were returning from exile had in the Lord. And this is the place now, Jerusalem, where the temple would be rebuilt. For those who would later sing this song as a song of a sense, this is where they were approaching. They were going to Jerusalem where, for them, the temple was. You know, Jerusalem was built on solid rock. It was surrounded by a number of hills. The walls of the city that the returning Jews were to build would be strong. And this speaks of a place built on a firm foundation which is well protected by its walls and also the surrounding terrain. You know, here on Merseyside, we are very fortunate, fortunate to be protected from the extreme weather by, on one side, the river, and on the other side, mountains. Listen to this quote from the Met Office. This is what they say. The Pennines to the northeast also act as a sort of barrier, meaning showers will get pushed up on them rather than settle on Merseyside. So here on Merseyside, we're protected from the severity of the weather that affects other parts of the country. So we come to verse 2 of Psalm 125. As the mountains surrounded Jerusalem, so the Lord surrounds his people both now and forevermore. As those who trust in the Lord, we have this assurance of his protection. From the words of Jesus as he prayed that we find in John chapter 17, and this is verse 15, this is what Jesus said. My prayer is not that you take them out of the world, but that you protect them from the evil one. That is a request from Jesus to God the Father. For those who trust in him, not to be taken out of the world, not to be removed from the, the daily trials and the problems that we have, but that we will protect it from, notice this, the evil one. You see this? protection is a protection that is more important than protection from the weather or even from the trials of life. It is a promise that he will walk with us through these times as he guides us through life into eternity while protecting us from the evil one. 
protecting us from the power of sin and Satan. Cast your mind back a little bit and remember when we looked at another one of the Psalms of Ascent, Psalm 121. And we read this in verse 1 of that psalm. And this is the people talking as they approached Jerusalem, as they looked up. This is what they said. I lift up my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord. And those who trust in the Lord have a firm foundation. This is what the psalmist is saying in Psalm 125. A foundation that cannot be shaken and a foundation that will last forever. Let's go back into the New Testament and let's have a look at the words of Jesus in Matthew chapter 7. You'll be familiar with this passage. He tells the, the parable. And this is what he says in chapter 7 of Matthew verse 24. Through to 27. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the storms rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house. Yet it did not fall, because it had its foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice, is like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell with a great crash. Why? Because it didn't have its foundation on the rock. I mean, go to the words of Paul, as the Apostle Paul gives us encouragement from what he says to the church in Corinth, 1 Corinthians 3, verse 11. For no one can lay any foundation other than the one already laid, which is Jesus Christ. So let's move on in Psalm 125 and let's have a look at those who should have trusted in the Lord, but turned from trusting in the Lord. Verse 3, the scepter of the wicked will not remain over the land allotted to the righteous. For then the righteous might use their hands to do evil. The scepter, well, this is an emblem of kingship. A symbol that represents the one who has control. And what the psalm is saying, if the wicked have control, the danger would be that the righteous would be susceptible to corruption. Now, going back to the days of Nehemiah, when the temple and the city walls were about to be rebuilt, when Nehemiah was rebuilding the walls, some of his own people had turned away from the Lord. They had compromised their trust. And the danger was that left to continue down that road, they would be in danger of corrupting the faithful. This is what has happened to those who were not taken into captivity and had abandoned their trust in the Lord to follow the lifestyle of those from other nations. You know, we as Christians are warned about this. The scriptures warn us constantly 
Listen to what the writers of the Hebrews said to those who in his day were in danger of compromising their faith and trust in Jesus by going back to their old way. This is what he said in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 14 and 15. Make every effort to live in peace with everyone and to be holy. Without holiness, no one will see the Lord. See to it that no one falls short of the grace of God and that no bitter root grows up to cause trouble and defile many. You know, this is one of the problems that Nehemiah had to deal with in his day. The problem that is rearing its ugly head among the faithful is this. Let's have a little read of uh, a bit from Nehemiah, from Nehemiah chapter 6. Let's start off with verse 10, and we'll have a look through this. This is Nehemiah speaking. One day I went to the house of Shammiah, son of Delah and son of Mechtebel, who was shut in his home. He said, let us meet in the house of God inside the temple and let us close the temple doors because men are coming to kill you. By night they are coming to kill you. And we read on in verse 11. But I said, should a man like me run away or should someone like me go into the temple to save his life? I will not go. You see, Nehemiah was trusting in the Lord and he was standing firm, standing firm in the task that God had given him to do. 1 Corinthians 15 verse 58, this is what Paul said, Therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. Nehemiah was not going to be put off the task that was ahead of him to rebuild the city walls. And we go to verse 12 of Nehemiah chapter 6. This is what Nehemiah said. I realized that God had not sent him, but that he had prophesied against me because Tobiah and Sambalat had hired him. Now these two characters, Tobiah and Sambalat, when you read through Nehemiah, you'll see that they had no desire whatsoever to trust in the Lord. So let's go to Nehemiah verse 13. He, that is Shammahar, had been hired to intimidate me so that I would commit a sin by doing this and then they would give me a bad name to discredit me. Shammahar should have been trusting in the Lord. But he turned back. So, verse 14 of Nehemiah 6. Remember Tobiah and Sabalat, my God, because of what they have done. Remember also the prophet Noadai, and how she and the rest of the prophets have been trying to intimidate me. So, the war was completed on the 25th of Elu in 52 days. 
Let's go to Matthew's Gospel, Matthew chapter 7. And again, let's hear the words of Jesus. This time, verse 13 through to 15. Enter through the narrow gate. For wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction. And many enter through it. For small is the gate and narrow the road that leads to life. And only a few find it. Watch out for false prophets. They come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ferocious wolves. Let's go back to our psalm, Psalm 125, into verse 4. And we're going to see those who trust in the Lord and continue to trust in the Lord. Verse 4, Lord, do good to those who are good, to those who are upright in heart. Let's have a look at those who should have trusted in the Lord, but didn't. And those who had no desire to trust in the Lord. We find this in verse 5. But those who turn to crooked ways, the Lord will banish with the evildoers. And then at the end of that verse 5, we have these final words of peace. Peace be on Israel. You see, for the people when this psalm was written, way back in the time of Ezra and Nehemiah, and for those who continue to sing this song down the years, as they approach Jerusalem, to praise the Lord together in the temple at Jerusalem. Let us listen through their eyes as I read the psalm and see how they could see God's protection, how God had surrounded them, his protective hand was evident. So let's listen to this as we think about those people from those two different generations. Those who trust in the Lord are like Mount Zion, which cannot be shaken but endures forever. As the mountains surround Jerusalem, so the Lord surrounds his people both now and forever. The scepter of the wicked will not remain over the land allotted to the righteous, or then the righteous might use their hands to do evil. Lord, do good to those who are good, to those who are upright in heart. But those who turn to crooked ways, the Lord will banish with the evildoers. Peace be on Israel. So as we have seen how important the psalm is to them as they celebrated the Lord's protection as they approached the dwelling place place of the Lord, the temple in Jerusalem, and also for those who were building and rebuilding the temple and the walls of the city. Let us be reminded of the importance that that psalm has for us here this morning. And this is the question that we can ask. Where do I stand this morning?
you know, we all quite rightly want to be surrounded and protected from the results of this coronavirus. And we are quite rightly encouraged to take the antidote. But what about our protection from the results of sin? Are you surrounded and protected by the Lord? Those who trust in the Lord. Listen to what Peter says as we draw to a close this morning. This is 1 Peter chapter 2. I'm going to read from verse 4 through to verse 8 as we walk slowly through it and consider what is being said here. So, the first part of that section from Peter, 1 Peter. As you come to him, this is the Lord, as you come to him, the living stone, rejected by humans, but chosen by God and precious to him, you also, like living stones, are being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. These sacrifices are the things that we do, that we can bring to him, our time, our, 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 our nature, our compassion that we can share with others. And before we read on, let's think about the Lord, the one in whom we trust. Because this is what Peter says as he continues. For in Scripture it says, See, I lay a stone in Zion, a chosen and precious cornerstone, and the one who trusts in him will never be put to shame. Now to you who believe, this stone is precious. This is the Lord, and this is for the ones who trust in him. What about those who turn away, who hear the gospel and go back to their everyday life without giving it a real thought? What about those who deliberately reject the Lord? Well, Peter, in this short passage that we're looking at, he says this, But for those who do not believe, the stone the builders rejected has become a cornerstone, and a stone that causes people to stumble, and a rock that makes them fall. So, a few things for us to think about as we consider this psalm together. And the question, are you surrounded and protected by the Lord? That protection comes to us. Not by what we do, but what Jesus did when he died on the cross. When he paid the price for our sin and that through him, we can know this protection. Protection from the wrath of God. Protection from the results of our sinful nature. Just pray. 
Father, we thank you again for your word. And we just pray that through it you will speak to us right now, that we might consider these things, that we might question how we stand before you. And our prayer is that each and every one of us can say, we trust in the Lord. Amen.